0: On this edition of the DMV Sports Roundtable, are the Redskins for real? If they beat the Falcons in Landover, their record would be 6-2. and two. With the running game the way it is, we haven't had to have our passing game flourish like everybody wants it to be, but as long as we're winning games, protecting the football, that's the most important thing. Our offense will be able to throw the ball eventually. Throw the ball eventually. Head coach Jay Gruden with faith in the offense. Jamal Bowens and Dimitri Sotis here slipping in and out of the studio at various times. Maybe George Wallace, but let's bring in the provocateur, Rob Woodford. <laughs> He wrote the article for the sports section at WTOP.com asking, are the Redskins for real? And while you're not totally uh, knocking this team, Rob, your answer to that question is no, they're really not for real this year.
1: No, it's it's a pretty soft, for lack of a better word, 5-2. and two. They haven't really played anybody and the one team that I think we would qualify as elites, the Saints, blew the doors off them on a Monday night. And we all know about the Redskins' woes on Monday nights and You know, it's probably a jinx and a little legendary at this point. But still, I think we have seen when they go up against somebody who is, uh, you know, sort of a total team and an elite team, uh, how that went. And I'm not going to say that that's going to happen every time. It was still a relatively early game in the season. But the fact that that happened out of a bye week is, is pretty telling. The main thing that I pointed to in the column was good on them. They fixed the defense. They fixed the run game and they did it almost instantly but now the passing game has regressed so badly that it went from a strength to basically this dead limb they're dragging across the field to the finish line so they're winning close games they've won these games that's all well and good but down the stretch are they going to be able to beat the Eagles twice in four or five weeks, whatever that is in December? Um, that's the big question, and that's going to decide whether or not they win the division. So they, there's a possibility they do that. And then, you know, 10-6, and 11-5, that's going to that's gonna get you a, a home game in the playoffs. But if you look ahead to the playoffs, assuming they go, I mean, what kind of damage are you going to do if Alex Smith is checking down and only averaging five and a half yards per pass? So that's the big question mark I have, is whether this passing game has what it takes to turn itself around. Because if you look at last season, they were missing offensive linemen. They were signing guys off the street. They had Chris Thompson out most of the season. They had Jordan Reed out for most of the season but still they were able to rank in the top half of the league in offense and right now they're relatively healthy and really only the change of quarterback you're all the way back to 26th in passing that is a huge question mark for me jamal are you as worried about all this
2: are they for real eh, probably not it's not too many teams that really are for real mm-hmm. this season across the NFL. The Saints, they're up there in the rankings now behind, you know, the Patriots and the Rams. But I don't want them to say they played nobody because Carolina is 5-2 and two still. The Packers are still pretty good. So I'm not going to say they played no one. The passing game was probably my biggest concern coming into this game because the way this is set up, it's looking like old school NFC East mm-hmm. smash-mouth football, which I welcome. And it's it's... Hard to believe that this is actually catching people off guard because this is just football 101, you know, in my opinion, especially in this particular division. But when you have a team like the Falcons, who are just as up and down and unpredictable as the Redskins can be. And have won fewer games. Exactly. From week in to week out. And I, I don't look at... See this team when I, when you say it's a soft five and two, I agree to the point where I do not look at a, a Falcons team that's with three and four or something mm-hmm. like that and say, oh, it's a trap game, no such thing, or oh, this is a, it's a gimme, no such thing. Yeah, they're not good enough. to if, have No, trap they're not games. good enough. Yeah. They have a good record, and I think everything bears out for them. The only team that's left on the schedule as of right now is with a winning record. Are the Houston Texans? Mm-hmm. So everything bears out for them, but again, do I have 100% faith and confidence that they'll you know motor through these teams that do not have winning records? No, Falcons are they're three and four. Yes, but any team with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and the and and Mohamed Sanu and the guys that they have and and uh, Matt Ryan, okay, three and four. But I can't take that lightly. Like, are they are really three and four? I don't think so. For week to week, nobody knows because this, this league has been up and down this entire season. But this particular week with a passing game, that has got to somehow come to fruition. I don't know if it's fact that Smith and Gruden are not on the same page or Smith has been in Andy Reid's system so long that it's taking him, he's got a little more growing pains than we expect him to have. You know, he hasn't had a consistent. Uh, receivers haven't been there from week to week for injury, whatever reason, but that's got to get going. Because when you have a defense that has had a marquee running back every single game so far that you can clue in on, Ezekiel Elliott, Ingram, Kamara, McCaffrey, you know, the list goes on and on, but they don't have that. Mm-hmm. Devontae Freeman is not there. So you don't have that running back to key in on. They're going to have to get – pressure up the middle because I think they have some guards that are missing mm-hmm. with the Falcons but if you have you've got Sanu you've got Ridley you've got Austin Hooper who's had a pretty good games the last couple of weeks Coleman and Smith yes they can run a little bit between the tackles but more like Thompson Coleman does his damage in the passing game now we have guys a linebacker that can run Zach Brown can run side of side sideline with anybody Coverage, liability. Mason Foster, coverage is a liability. So we're going to have to do that. And if they can get up and get some scores, you know, pounding with Adrian Peterson is not going to get it done. So you're mm-hmm. going to have to get that passing game going at some point in time. But, and this is the type of game that you're going to have to do it if your defense allows a passing team to get
1: up early. And this is the problem that I have with the Redskins' lack of production in the passing game is right now, with the rules being what they are, especially with the roughing the passer and the emphasis Mm -hmm. that there was on that early in the season, for you not to be able to pass in this day and age, that Mm -hmm. is a damning set of circumstances there. If this was 1996, I would be stoked to see them running the ball the way they're running the ball and playing defense the way they're playing defense. But in 2018, to not be able to pass and not be able to generate, Mm -hmm. you know, a 300-yard passing game or a three-touchdown game, that's just, that's wild. Dare we say it's a 1976 (laughs) style of offense. Right. I mean, mean, Alex Smith is putting up numbers that
2: are just, just embarrassing for a quarterback in today's NFL. Yeah. If you're winning games, that stuff will come. I'm I'm not with the, the the numbers and 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 300 400 yard passing. All oh, that is great. Well, yardage let, let, let me just clarify.
1: Yardage is not right. That's not important. To me the two most important things and I cited this in the column, the, his passer rating is 91.3. Mm-hmm. If it's 1996, that's pretty good. But right. in today's NFL, his 63% completion percentage yeah. and his 91 passer rating that is not good. That has, He's ranked uh, 22nd I believe out um, of eligible passers. Thank that you, is not what you traded no, it's, a, it's an up-and-coming corner oh, and no. a third-round pick it, for.
0: It, no. <laughs> How about uh, first of all, we should say George Wallace has joined us, and secondly, how about bringing in safety HaHa Clinton Dix from Green Bay, who we must say is a good player, has looked amazing. But I heard a, a Green Bay beat reporter on another radio station say at times yeah. uh, Dix has looked uh, uninterested in playing the position. Well, Maybe he, he had a bad day. He, I don't know. Playing defense I mean,
2: in Green Bay. I was going to say most he's in people Green playing defense so. in Green Bay are uninterested. Uh, Clay Matthews doesn't look interested in playing defense in Green Bay all the damn time. Well, but he does look interested, like when he's going after. Some QB, Clinton Dix. He he has said all the right things. His press conference was great the other day. He wants to be here. Another. Uh, I don't want to use the word disciple of uh, Sean Taylor, but another. You know, very much a person fan. that was a, an admirer of, of Sean Taylor. I think he fits. He's another Alabama guy. And you know, if you're one of those people that are in the numbers and PFF and uh, rankings and all that, we now have the top two ranked safeties. Up to this point, this season, and Him I like and DJ Swearinger right after the
1: whole brouhaha with uh,
2: PFF and you know, putting, yeah, yeah. Swearinger as the top rated. Yeah, they, they fixed the, it. Yeah, I mean between the two, they, they've got uh, seven interceptions, uh, three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. You know, maybe fifty-six something like that. past breakups, but I mean they've. I don't know if it's that many, but they have both put up numbers, and I think they'll play well together him being able to come in and play at free safety allows DJ to go to his more natural, strong safety position. And dare I say, he might play better. Now, as Rob said when we were talking over there, he just got here. True, so I don't expect you know him to come out like gangbusters week one. But like I tried to explain, to but Rob he is,
3: said it'll be a couple weeks before he's fully up to speed. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's Which understandable. Is yeah, yeah.
2: But you know, sticking him in in, in defense uh, with DJ, who he already has a rapport with, uh, they're close off the field, and I think he'll be able to put him in the right spots to be able to make a play here or there. You know, with how, with him not being fully immersed. In the playbook, I mean, just his presence will probably change some things that the Falcons want to do. If he's in the game, then maybe if Monte Nicholson is there, some things they might get past Monte just because of you know Dick's sheer uh, ability. By the
3: way, yes, that's all good, well and good, but Uh, but he just poo-pooed everything I said. No, 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 no. I love it. No, I was just going to go back to what you're saying. (laughs) Look, you're 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 absolutely right. I don't agree with Jamal much, but he's right. (laughs) I'm kidding. He, won the, he won the press conference the other day. Yeah, he did. He yeah. Yeah. won it. By? just his whole action, what he said. Yeah, and, Look at it. Listen and, up. Listen up. <laughs> when JP, when our friend of the program, JP Finley, asked him if he football, if he could be ready on Sunday, and he said he paused, he goes, Check this out. <laughs> he said, I came here to play. Whatever. He goes, You bet exactly. I, you could bet number twenty is gonna be out there ready to play. Bet that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, Jay, and, and before JP, he said that, we were all big doubters, but then <laughs> I was ready to play after he said that. <laughs> he and, then JP, and JP, it was funny because I was listening back to the audio and he still had the mic, and JP just goes, Okay, like what else you say? Like, All <laughs> right, right, right. You got yeah. Just and tucks the mic away. Yeah.
2: But it speaks to the mentality of having these Alabama players mm-hmm. pipeline and, and funneled in here. And also, I have to, you know, also Virginia Tech because we seem to have a bit of a pipeline of them as well. Um, but they just bring that. Winning mentality. He's not it's fresh so, out of you Alabama. Know what? It's so true, though. Yeah, get like it, it. Just seeing these
3: guys. It's ingrained in them. Just seeing the way they go about their daily routine. Allen mm-hmm. and Payne, and it's just. I mean, for all intents and purposes, Alabama's an NFL team. I mean,
2: they right. are, but
3: they're just. Yeah, they're 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 trained they're they're trained to win. They
2: are winners. They, they have a better pro program. mindset than most pro teams. Yes, oh definitely. Probably uh, more than half. I'll venture more than half. Maybe. I don't know, maybe even 35% of NFL teams do not have a better winning mentality than Alabama does. No, yeah. Just because they don't win like that. Definitely. And they're not expected to win. When you step on that campus, if you're recruited by Alabama, number one, there's Nick Saban telling you, I think you're a winner. When you have that mentality stepping on that campus and then you play for that team, you are expected to win. Yeah. Each and every day, and all day. those
3: guys come there. They're, they're tops in their high school, and exactly. High, and then they come there, and they're just—they're a guy,
2: one of fifty. They're what, a guy because everybody is all American. Right, everybody is 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 a five-star recruit. Everybody—that's is why the I didn't best go the play best. there. Put, I told
3: I'm, Nick I'm, Saban I said
2: uh, you, know, <laughs> you know you know so you got to be a star somewhere George.
1: but I think that's what goes to Clinton Dick's mentality because he did say in the press conference he said hey if, even if I have to play special teams on Sunday right. I'm going to mm-hmm. get out there I'm going to help this that's team win so that point. is sort of indicative of the global
2: Alabama experience Yeah and 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 don't let the fact escape you that he is a free agent after this season Right He he this is a nine game audition for him mm-hmm. To get his next contract, so not for, only I'll take it for the fourth rounder, of course, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. of course, yeah, because that but was it, a low price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are, you have two threes next year anyway, right. and if you do not resign him, and and correct me if I'm wrong because I I'm getting this almost secondhand, but if you do not resign him and he goes and signs somewhere else, especially a pretty lucrative deal, you get to get that four or five back to replace right. him. So yeah, you're, you're almost in a, in a no-lose yeah. situation mm-hmm. because even if he doesn't resign here, you can get that pick back as a compensatory pick, which they've already got plenty of next season anyway. Right? And you're going to get the best out of him because in the day, yes, they play for pride. Yes, they play because they love the game. But if you play at this level, you play – for your bottom line, for your to money, and I he, he was wants say to, to, it. Win to, win to win the game. game. No, no, I no you gonna, know what? I, I, I heard, you what? I heard my voice going <laughs> that way, <laughs> and I, I, I felt in the back of my mind I said, "You have got a real Herm Edwards tone yeah. going right now." I was but about to put a helmet on, baby. No, nah, man, that's not not ASU. That's not but where he, I was going.
3: But he and sometimes you know they say, "Oh, he looked," you know, he didn't he didn't care about whatever playing defense. But sometimes you just need that change of scenery. You do right.
2: You right do. Now. I mean, he doesn't strike me as uh, Haynesworthish or somebody like that. That's just looking no, to get his paid. No, he's in his own. There are certain people that, that just need to get out of a certain place, and I'm not. I'm not Green Bay is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain places no. are not for everybody. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Some people
0: would not even approach.
1: Exactly. So we, you know, he said Hainsworth, Are we going to bleep that out later? No, no. Okay. We'll, no. We'll. we'll leave that it in for, for
3: a <laughs> time. <laughs> next year, the Redskins. Ain't nobody talking about him for years. Let him have a shine. The for five go to Green Bay next year. That is a trip that I have to be on. I have yeah, not been do that. to Green Bay. I am going. next year Hey man, road year.
2: trip. Note, note, no matter what time of the year. I don't care. You got to be on the frozen tundra. But I've
3: never
1: been to Lambo.
2: that's that's a bucket list thing. Yeah, it is. Put on two fleeces and a big coat. Yeah, I can handle I know you fight. went
1: to the Coliseum last year. That was a good trip. Right? Yeah, that's that a good bucket list. Yeah, right. yeah, but yeah, that's – that's, Coliseum is good and any And I'll time be
3: back the there year. for the NFC title game this year. Oh. oh. Mark what? it, Demetri. Hey. Mark what? it. That. If this team can beat Philly one time, there's a very good chance to go to the playoffs. I'm not – you know what? And, and I agree Just with Just to sidetrack – forget the title game.
2: If this team can beat Philly one time, yeah. there's
1: Everything a good chance. Everything
2: is laid out for them. They have to, to Which Rob's point, I need mm-hmm. this passing game to come alive. And it's not all on Smith because it, you also have to look at what Jay is calling. You get, they both share, you know, whatever blame you're going to put in that. Mm-hmm. I understand. And I'm also glad because Jay has a tendency in prior years when the run is going to if he wants to get a passing game going, he'll go completely. Right. He'll get away from completely but I think That was when Rob Kelly was running the football. Right. But see, (laughs) that's what I was about to get to. Yeah. He's not gonna sit there and tell Adrian yeah. Peterson, no. Uh-uh. I'm I'm not gonna give you no, he's not gonna do that. Yeah, because he, said, saw, what he saw that look he gave yeah. he saw he looked. he gave the Peyton last year. Jay uh-huh. don't want that smoke. Right. He not want none of that. A P will put his hands. I sometimes on you. go to YouTube and watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about that. Yeah, you know, I, it's just the smolder. <laughs> yeah. It's there. But you know what? Because Sean Payton can do that because he's got a title. Jay Gruden is not; he, he doesn't have the cachet as a coach to sit there and tell a Hall of Fame running back, mm-hmm. uh, "Now nah, we gonna pass with Alex Smith."
1: No, no. But here's the thing If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, but here's the thing on that. The but Redskins you have to have get to going run him. at some point. The Redskins have to run him. They don't have anybody well, else it, to now, run. Yes, right. Well, now, so, yeah, New
2: Orleans. They had Kamara. They had. Um, right. Well, see, the, the thing other was, guy, and, and, and that whole thing was a mystery to me on both sides. For him, I didn't fit wise. I didn't see. How that was going to happen with him mm-hmm. and Ingram. No, now I, at that point, Ingram. no no one knew yeah, how good Kamara was gonna be. Right. We and knew he was, was talented, right? But we no one expected him or even Hunt to break onto the scene the way that they did. Mm-hmm. So that was something that was kind of a it was a surprise because they thought, okay, well, we're running a few times, but he's probably gonna feature more in the passing game. Nobody saw Kamara, you know, explode mm-hmm. the way that he did. No. But fit wise, I was still like, well, how are you going to get him and Ingram? It's so similar. Yeah, because and it didn't gotta, work out that even, even if Kamara was just you know marginal and just had your average rookie season, I still don't see the fit between him and Ingram because they're they're almost the same person. Same guy, yeah, they're the are same guy. Yeah. But just Adrian,
3: at, yesterday was uh, very complimentary of Bibbs again. How uh, how is he? How, here's Kiltway. Marshall, how was, by the way, Myron Marshall's back. But he's next got, week.
2: He, next week, though, but he looks a little
3: surprising. But he's two, two look. Questions. If there's one guy, one running back that's going to be activated, it's not going to be Rob Kelly. It's gonna be. Oh great. no! It's gonna be Marshall. I think
1: Marshall. he's done. It's
2: gonna yeah, be Marshall. No, Rob. Kelly That's Kelly's why you see Ha
3: wearing number twenty. Twenty.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> now he that's tweeted that's out. He, he
2: made it seem like he was gonna wear forty-seven. I, I know. I saw With that. the whole the uh, John Lynch, Lynch, but then
3: and everybody oh, when he said he says you can bet number twenty is gonna be out there on Sunday. That's right. And everybody kind of looked at each other. And said, <laughs> Wait a minute. Right. Okay. I guess
2: it's twenty. Huh? Capri Bibbs, how healthy is he? Is he suited up this week? Yeah, he's gonna suit up. And when can are we seeing Trey Quinn this week or next week? I I don't know, man. No word on Trey.
3: You think it'll be him? Sims, I mean, they've I made know.
2: it. People on Twitter and in the media, Trey was around, made he it made it seem like. was in the locker room this week. I think I, he was here. He if, was Crowder, if Crowder continues, you have to bring Trey up. Because Trey is the only thing only person that's gonna give you anything similar to the skill set that yeah. Crowder
0: has. True. Mm-hmm. So, uh how about some final words on what could be a track meet Sunday against the Falcons? I don't know that the Skins can win the track meet. No, I
2: they don't, can't no, win a track no, meet. No. If it's a I, track
1: meet, they're gonna lose.
2: I don't think it's gonna it, they can't uh, first of all they can't allow a track meet, but I also saw something earlier where people don't really think about these dome teams and how different they are outdoors. Mm-hmm. Breeze is not always the same breeze in that dome as he is outdoors. The Falcons outdoors have scored 12 and 17 points in in the games they played outdoors this season. I don't know how much of a track, you can say track me. If we were playing in Atlanta, then I would say that. But this team seems to be a little different outdoors for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. The Redskins, while the defense is very good, a big reason why they're ranked as highly as they are is because of what they're doing against the run. They are shutting down big-name running backs and all that, but at the same time, they've given up some really big chunk plays in the past game. So when you have a guy who's having an MVP-caliber season like Matt Ryan is and who has those... Uh, uh, outside receivers like Ridley, mm-hmm. and, you know those Alabama guys, yeah, you Sanu know,
2: and, and, and Jones.
1: I mean, that's too many weapons for the Redskins to that's cover. True. And as great as the Clinton Dix pickup was, especially from a cost standpoint, mm-hmm. the big problem that safety play
2: hasn't been their biggest issue. No.
1: It's been the lack of depth at
2: corner. Right. Two things so, with that is one. Well, number one, to that point that I feel better about is getting Dunbar back because Strowman. I only want to see him in special teams. That's it. He has no business being on on Odell Beckham or anybody else. No. I think there's no no knock on him. He's just in a spot that he should not be in or should not have been put in. Um, Dunbar coming back is big in terms of that. But then if you're Minuski, okay, take your focus from your guys up front from being destructive in terms of destroying the run. Collapse the pocket now. Mm -hmm. Now, Atlanta, they're missing one, maybe I think two guards offensively. Right. That should be those guys up front are Payne, Allen, as strong as they are. You don't always have to get uh, pressure on the quarterback from your edge rushers. No. Your interior rushers can be just as destructive because Matt Ryan, as good as he is, not exactly as fleet of foot as he used to be. If you can was collect, no. But <laughs> I mean, he he could maneuver a little bit when he was younger. Because yeah. I'm thinking in terms of collapsing the pocket from the interior and making him have to maneuver to the outside or or scramble out and make him uncomfortable. He's not that type of 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 quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers or someone like that who can make plays on the fly or, or Drew Brees that even if you do collapse the pocket they're more dangerous outside the pocket they are inside the pocket yeah he's not one. Of those I, I think they need to if you talk about pass rush that's where your pass rush needs to come from make him as uncomfortable as possible yes he's got all those weapons you can add Coleman and Hooper to that mix also mm-hmm. but if he does not have the time to identify his receivers that's going to be our saving grace, to give him less time and have your corners and your linebackers and safeties cover less. If you can cut down the time that he has in the pocket and if, if they can cover for you know three to five seconds instead of five to seven or eight, that can make a big difference because he's not going to have time to find anybody. I mean, their defensive line is.
1: I mean, they got the m- majority of the sacks, if I recall, in the Giants game. I mean, right. they got to Eli seven times. You know, Ioannidis had two and a half, primarily from the defensive line right. positions. And that's it was And it makes so, it
2: easier for Preston sure. Smith and, and uh, Kerrigan and Anderson. Another thing is is that McGee is probably going to be back this week. He was at practice this week. So that's another body that you mm-hmm. throw into the rotation. I would also see like to see a little more Brantley and Settle myself because I think those two are just as – not just as disruptive, but they are disruptive also. And if you can keep cycling those fresh bodies because I don't want to see all three of those guys are young, but keep them fresh. Right. Right. Because they they play a lot of snaps, and they don't necessarily have to. But here's the thing. I don't want to belabor
1: the defensive point so much. The key in this is going to be you're not going to shut out the Falcons. That's not happening. Uh -uh. They're going to get 17 points at a minimum, I think. Mm -hmm. So the onus is going to be on the Redskins to score. It can't just be Adrian Peterson. No, the passing no. game has to generate something. And they are going to be without Chris Thompson again. They're going to be without Crowder again. Mm-hmm. They're going to be without their stud left tackle. So with some pieces missing, Alex Smith is going to have to come up and have himself a game. Now, the Falcons defense is hurting. Yes. And they're probably not all that great a shakes when they're healthy.
2: But Yeah, yeah true fine is there. Yeah. But Alford is out this week. Yeah, their so, their entire uh, safety. Everybody has been decimated by injury. Deion Jones is out for the season. We do need to keep an eye on. They don't have really a lot of big bodies. Grady Jarrett's probably the biggest guy to get up front. Right. So but, it's time for Alex. But Beasley Smith. and Tack McKinley on the edges sure are concerning. Sure. I like Ty without Trent. Yeah, but yeah. I don't feel Trent is a huge loss no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think I feel a little bit more. And this is going to sound crazy. I think I feel a little bit more confident with inseki on the left side than I do sometimes with uh, Moses on the right. For some reason, I don't know why I feel that way. I just feel mm. like I don't feel too. I'm not as worried about inseki on the left side. He's showed that he can hold his own. He but can they, hold his they, own. They but do he's have not pretty a good Pro yeah, like Yeah, but Trent. He's, But you know what? Smith also knows when to get rid of the ball. He's not going to hold it too long. Now he has his problems, but. I have more confidence that he's not going to just absorb sacks for no reason. But the thing is, and exactly to your point, I agree with everything you just said. More importantly, you have to score in the second half. Yeah, you have to score touchdowns in the second half. zero touchdowns in the fourth quarter still. And I said this last week, you cannot continue. I don't care what you do in the first half and how great your defense plays. Dallas came back. Carolina, you Mm -hmm. cannot continue. The Giants came came back. The Giants came back. You cannot continue to leave these doors open mm-hmm. in the second half somehow there has to be something that comes from Gruden somebody has to have some sort of killer instinct to close the door on these people in the second half cuz all you are doing is is giving if you give a team life even the one in one in seven giants, you give them life, you give them hope. Right, that can come back not, to bite you in the ass eventually. You're gonna have to
1: close the door. But not to belabor the point, but we've seen the defense close a game for the Redskins. We've seen Adrian Peterson close a game for the Redskins. We haven't seen Alex Smith do no, that for the Redskins. we have. This not. has to be a breakout game for him. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not gonna. I need Alex Smith to shut me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what has to happen this week. He's been holding them back as opposed to. Being the, you know, it's great that he doesn't throw interceptions. That's great. It's great that he doesn't take a lot of sacks. Those are good things, but it's not okay. And this is the same issue. And I kind of pointed to this in the column is that this is the best start they've been off to since 2008. And I find it pretty ironic that it's the same sort of team. That was in 2008, a team that was running the ball well, a team that was playing good defense, but their quarterback was just not screwing it up. But he wasn't doing anything to win it. Mm. If you remember, Jason Campbell had a similar season yeah. where he didn't throw an interception. i rather you not for the first like six I, I, or seven weeks. Yeah. But he also wasn't throwing touchdowns. That's true. And it was like dink and dunk and you know being really careful with the football, which again isn't a bad thing. But if you're not yeah. making plays down the field, like that's kind of your job.
2: But I also I don't all I don't put all the is him and Jay, because he's not calling the plays. Jay's calling the plays. It's both of them collectively play a huge role Part in what's going on there with that. Alex has his part to play in it, and he's—I he, take no blame off of him. I'm just saying, I, Jay, I put the Jay blame is on not a
1: new ingredient here. Jay was calling the same stuff the last four years, or I mean, five yeah, years. I've, long never, he's been well, here, I've never been here. i have never been with his issue. play calling.
2: No, I mean, I mean, it, he's not a. Uh, uh, this ain't McVay He's not a rocket scientist. Not no genius that he's putting together here. He has problems from week to week putting together a solid. Uh, game plan from week to week where he sticks with what's working. He's done it so far and I'm glad that he did because he doesn't have a track record of doing that. He likes to tinker and, and try to outsmart himself at times. So but I, I put the onus on Alex but I also put the onus on him because if your quarterback is struggling as the offensive coordinator, as the head coach, the guy that's calling the plays, you if, Okay, if he's struggling with this, let's find something. And he's a vet. Let's find something that's going to make this work. Get some screenplays. Get some checkdowns. Hey, but exactly. Find something that's going to make this work, and then we can take some shots. Now, with Alfred being out, I expect you to... Get 18 involved. 86 got to be involved. You tried to get him involved last week until they had the one play get the first down and then it got called back. In in
1: the problem is second and eleven
2: keep, to the third and eleven and three and out.
1: They keep going to read his
2: last stop. By option? the way, Alfred.
1: The, uh, oh, oh, oh. The, uh, it's Batman's butler, dude. Try and keep up. Jesus Christ, you gonna confuse the people <laughs> that don't know who
2: Robert Alfred is? He's, the cor- he's Morris. I'm like, this no, is he's the, no Alford, not Alfred. Okay. All right, all right, okay. He's the starting corner, the opposite starting corner from Trufant, who is out this week. And Matt Bryan is out, so let's see how much that plays into it. Mm -hmm. If we get into a closed game, they're missing their their kicker as well. We as fans will be looking at Jay Gruden and uh, Alex Smith the way
0: Adrian Peterson was looking at Sean Payton (laughs) (laughs) to kind of bring it all back to that video that I like to watch every once in a while. Not that we haven't been serious up until this point, but now we're going to get very serious as we talk about the University of Maryland's football team, player Jordan McNair still being mourned. Coach D.J. Durkin was brought back for a day by the University System Board board of regents a lot of anger and outrage the president then fired durkin then the guy running the board of regents james brady resigned meantime this year's football team is not playing badly you have to believe they are playing for their fallen teammate and matt canada has kind of held things together george uh you're an alum and also somebody as a reporter who's followed the team a long time What, what the heck do we say at the end of this very crazy week the
3: whole thing is is sad it's it's embarrassing as a as an alum to be honest i mean the the how we've gotten to this point, you know, the, to bring him back, and then I mean, what did they expect the reaction was going to be, you right. know, when they when they reinstated him, and they, you know, and then to fire him because of the negative reaction and, and all over social media and the fans. I mean, I don't know what you expected. Number one, number two, if you're this, you know, I've said it from the beginning. At this point, all three need to go. I mean, David Evans walked off the practice field the other day and told Dirk and he was fired. The fact that he's still allowed to uh. make decisions like this, you know, after the involvement he's been in, you know, brought in and undermining Kevin Anderson when Kevin Anderson were here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the whole thing is just I don't think there's going to be able to be a a fresh, a clean break from this, a fresh start unless there is a full. Break. Like, unless there is a fresh start is from top Lowe, to bottom, Lowe's going to retire in June. In the, the month uh, June, supposedly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe that when these board of regents held the meeting yesterday, that they'd be yeah, they'd, they'd fire him up. then yeah. uh, because he went against their wishes. So a lot of people calling for Damon Evans as well, and I think that this needs to happen, uh, and they all just need to have a fresh start because you know, as you mentioned, Matt Canada. I mean, the team's five and three. I mean, mm-hmm. the team's one win from being both eligible. Yeah. The job he's done. Has been, uh, has been tremendous. I mean, I, the fact I, I that, they, thought on that, but. that they have been able to focus whatever role he's played in it, right. you know, he's in charge now. Right. So, you know, and they got uh, two winnable
2: games, Michigan State and Indiana. Right. They lost the opportunity last year to use their signature win against Texas to get a good bowl. They do it again this year. Yeah. You know, Texas continues, uh-huh. you know, up until with last week, I think they lost to Oklahoma State, but they've played well. Uh, they were wrecked number six last week. You can't flounder that opportunity again. Right. Would it have been better served to wait until after the season if they could to make these sort of decisions instead of in season? with see in, in the middle of a, a positive season, they've got enough on the plate as it is with losing a teammate. Let them get past all of that because everything was kind of not died down, but quiet enough for them to focus. Yeah. If you kind of leave that until after the season, because all this does is cause more uproar and and more things going on. You got stories, whether it's true or not, of players that support Durkin, punching players in the mouth that, you know, were quote-unquote whistleblowers. I don't know. I've heard it's true, not true. That's neither here nor there. But the fact that it's even out there, you know, during this part of the season that's going well, why not just I wait agree. till the end of the season?
3: It had already been eight weeks at yeah. this point. I mean, the fact that you, Derek, was going to come back in and coach a game this weekend, I didn't believe it for a second. Right. I don't know how that was going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't come in and run a practice the other day. Yeah, no. I mean, he was there. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. not going to run a practice. So, yeah, I thought that they would just kind of let it go uh, and then figure it out after the season. Or... You know, since they should have done something four months ago anyway, I mean at mm-hmm. this point, what's the point? But there's now? no point in that
0: yeah, well, I, I can explain part of that is that Durkin did this amazing speech in front of the Board of Regents, got them all fired up and yeah. and they started believing in him again, yeah, albeit quite temporarily. and, and
3: that's the thing like I, you I mean, know Hugh Jackson I, has
0: done that twice yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> as the head coach, you are responsible for that, yes. do I think he was directly responsible for what happened? No. I mean, you know, the tra- he wasn't at that specific party, but yes, you are going to be held accountable. So that th- now everybody, I, do I think Durkin's a bad person? No, you know, no, at all that this. was
1: they, they said that many times. They're like, oh, yeah. he's not a bad guy. We just have to move. on Yeah, from this. I think it's better for him as family number one. Yeah, and th- it's yeah.
2: better for the pro because if you think about it, going forward, let, let's say you know he he's reinstated, he stays. If he comes into your child into yeah. your house right. to try to recruit. Your child. Mm-hmm. After all this has gone on, how many parents are really going to feel comfortable right. that their child is going to be safe with this man for four years? Right. When and that's he, the big thing. How could exactly. you go in the living rooms again? You, yeah. You. You how, but, you. how can you? How can you? But as that?
3: Demetrius said, his best recruiting speech came in front of the board of yeah, that's for the sure. The one we
2: didn't get to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it takes a whole lot more. He's not coming in to try to recruit their children. Now, yeah, that no, was, that, their, that the was their living room, and that was their little boy, their baby boy that was ready to go to Maryland. Right. They might have a little take on that. So, yeah, for the for the, for the
3: the entire situation, he had to move on. He has to go for his family, for him. You're not going to be able to for do the, the, team, for the program for, for, for everything. Yeah. He's ultimately responsible, and that's what it comes down to, yes. Yeah.
1: I just but, never understood why they were protecting him so hard. I mean, because it's not like Maryland is like this football program. No, he's 10-15. Right. Yeah. It's not like this is like Nick Saban or somebody who's producing. Not that that matters in this particular situation, no. but if you have a coach, Matt Canada is already—he's only coached a, basically a half a season—and mm-hmm. he's got half as many wins yeah. as Durkin has. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know if why, it, why are we.
3: I, I mean, money is a direction part of it. I think yeah. they're thinking—you know—they're going to have to pay Jordan McNair's family a ton yeah. of money. He and Evans are owed ten plus million right. total. But, then, you but, know, you know
2: what, but But that makes it sound so much more callous. Oh, I know, I know. When, you, when you're talking about, you know, you're you protecting this person for money, and this young man is, 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 has passed away. The
3: report that they recommended that the trainers be reinstated, too. Like, for what reason? I mean, how that tone deaf
1: can you be? That yeah. I don't get. No.
3: Durkin's a whole, that's fine. The trainers, I mean, the, the fact, that, so they're still, quote, unquote, on administrative leave. They still have their Gee. jobs right now. Not court, though, right? No,
2: he's out. But, but the other, trainers. but with a, a golden parachute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, ask Rick Pitino. You know, Jim Calhoun, people like that who have you know. They've won. Yeah, like for football, I <laughs>
3: expect won. Urban Meyer, said this last week, Urban Meyer Nick Saban would have survived this. Fine. Urban Meyer did survive. He did He did <laughs> survive. But you
0: could also argue in their programs, uh, a player who suffered heat stroke
2: would be immediately correct. be placed in the ice tub and it yeah, wouldn't even correct. be an, an issue. Right. They, you they really probably run argue tight in any, ships. In any program. We're not dealing with a D3 program. We're not dealing with a community and, college. Right. We're dealing with a school that's in a Power 5 conference. This is the Big 10 we're talking about. Um, and even if it wasn't, if you're still an ACC still talking about a Power Five conference. This is not a, a rinky dick situation. You should this should be well in hand. I am sorry to leave us so little time for this subject. The Wizards are not good. Fine, uh, goodbye, goodbye. No, we're, 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 we're giving them the time they deserve. Yeah, about thirty seconds. Something's not Look, right. It's <laughs> not right with John Wall either. No, no, nothing's right with any of them. This is the same stuff that we've heard before, and they're just doing it earlier. Something's not right with Brooks. Something's not right in that locker room. I hate even having the thought that somehow the presence of Dwight Howard, of all damn people, might be cure what ails you. Everything they're not doing is what you brought him in here to do. Right. Now, the stuff in the locker room, I don't know. You know, John, you've been in here nine years. Right. Nine years. I mean, you should know. I don't know who it is, but hey, I'm calling Minnesota. Like, what's up? Jimmy Butler was was good. <laughs> Auto, straight up for Jimmy Butler. Let's do, do it, it. Let's do it today. It, let's do, do it, it now. I'd do it yesterday. Let's do it now. <laughs> you're a funny guy. I like you. So I don't know, I don't know what's was was going on with them. Uh, it's one and six, is it's eighty two game season. Stranger things have happened. I've never been totally into Brooks because you came in here preaching defense. Did you where did you leave it? Yeah, in Minnesota, the where the hell is it? Here's in Oklahoma? That's in Minnesota. OKC? Okay. Yeah.
1: Where is it? As bad as the start has been, they had a West Coast swing much earlier Which than, is, they, a,
2: than a, they've ten had. 10
1: days? It's their longest yeah. trip yeah. of the season. 10 yeah. days yeah. early. Yeah. You have it right up front. Right. Like, like, they, they weren't there really were a lot crazy. There weren't slouches there. Yeah. No. And you don't have your center. Right, you know. So uh, and didn't they start 2 and 8 the other year and yeah, still I mean, ended you, up you making the playoffs? So Yeah, I mean you don't jump out the window. Yeah, we don't we, we you don't You know, it's, it. it's
2: a long season. When you get seasons like this, Dimitri football was ready is to
1: jump. Football. <laughs> well, hold on, me. If
2: I had the physical ability no, to no, jump, I no, would. <laughs> I'm I'm grab you by your, your your shirt tail. Hold on. Not yet. But if you if you if it's football, it's different cuz it's 16 games. But if you're talking slow starts in basketball, baseball, uh, hockey, just calm the hell down, yeah. you know and thing and hey, man, and we're and calmed calmed down. you're the one who's not calm down. <laughs> <laughs> down. I'm never calm, George. I, just sound, right. right. yeah. <laughs> I just sound are, this way. That's actually true. I just sound this way. These
1: conferences wide open, yeah. so they're not it is. out of it. Check back next week. We'll they just we'll talking. They, in they can't be months. an eight seed again, though.
2: No, no. they they can't. But there's 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 enough room for improvement. You got to understand that Green and and Rivers have to get comfortable. That benches is when I look at that bench. I don't see much I don't like. I see a lot of when they go to different lineups, there's not a lot I don't like. I really want to see Brown get more playing time. I thought that with Mahimi and Smith playing the way they were, that Brian should've Brian should have got a lot more time at center than he should. Then he could than he did rather. Because he can protect the rim. He's young, he can run the floor, rebounds. He does all that that those two Smith and Mahimi uh, cannot do. And what you're waiting on Dwight Howard to get here and do. So I, I really wanted to see Brooks kind of get those guys in. Because what, what, what are you holding them for? What you waiting on? You want to see what you waiting on? Get your first round pick in there. Get Brian in there. If he can play, get him in there and see what you got. This, there's you, there's no holding back right now. Just throw
3: know, out whoever. I know we don't have time, Dimitri, but I don't want to get him started. But like what's what's he like
2: get him started? Like I'm just No, you're look, starting look, look, go ahead and poke the bear, see what he do. What does Get him, get him, look, at him, look at him, look
3: at him. have to do to get some play? Get some run. Proven he can play. Obviously. We saw that
2: last year. Saddle kid. can play. It's Brooks tinkers too much. Yeah. He, he tinkers even more than, than uh Randy Whitman did. There's That's a lot of tinkering. And then you know, Saddle also mentally. We talked about this before. I want to see the Saddle when John was out. That's is I'm talking about does, does, is John Debo? Does he, you know? I, I'll be talking again when he leave. Is he Debo with with him? Is he not going to? He can't. <laughs> no. He can't be himself when that's, John's playing that's or what? A
3: pretty good pull. I don't yeah, know what is it is.
2: If Saddle has that mindset, the skill set is there. He gonna mentally. Cry in the car. Yeah, mentally he's gonna cry in the locker room. <laughs> but mentally he's got to keep that keep that going. But yeah, I don't I don't know. You know, I, I'm not going to jump out the window just yet. God, Dwight
0: Howard, man. we're looking to your long history of leadership, yes. common sense, oh, wow. <laughs> to pull this team out of the muck. Oh, boy. We the DMV Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, podcast podcastone.com, WTOP's mobile app. Just tap listen. For Jamal and Rob and George, I'm Dimitri. And for Redskins fans all around the world, God help us.